As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You better not have no plans tonight. Movie time and it's feeling right. Find it How are my levels and how's the new cord? Everything sound good? We probably still need to get you a new mic. It's because I use it in sex. No one needs to record that two minutes of audio. Oh, I thought he meant like he inserted it during sex. Yeah, no one needs to record that two minutes of audio. <laughs> I, I, put a, I, I hold a boom mic above us when we... It's like a selfie stick for audio. <laughs> it's like one of those. I, I literally have one right here. This is one of those. I like how Mikey was like, hey, two people who've definitely seen and interacted with boom mics. Here's what a boom mic does. I have a boom mic behind me in the background. He's like, it's a selfie stick for audio. Yeah. Is that what that is? I always thought it was like, I thought it was like a Ghostbusters prop or no, something. I <laughs> That'd be a boom mic. I took the mic off of it because I wanted to plug it direct into the camera and walk around with it. So right now that boom mic is on the camera, but I have all kinds of fancy equipment. I do video for a living. Which is why we do a video pod. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> it's because we have to edit a lot. Trust and... me. I have a body for podcasts. <laughs> I have a mouth for editing. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, it's Paige's birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Yay. Happy birthday. Yay. Today, we are recording on Paige's birthday. Which I Hooray. think we did last year. Yeah, we did it last year. 50 Shades darker and now we did 50, 50 shades, shades free yes i'd like to thank uh you guys and the pod for making me talk about this film loudly into a microphone in my parents home hey we didn't make you go home for your birthday that's on you <laughs> well i mean this does seem like the most vanilla and boring of the movies um mikey oh, i will disagree dis- because agree. this is a three dick neck film yeah three dick necks that's not a five dick necks though so it could have done better on the dick neck scale but <laughs> three dick necks is respectable but i will point out the first one only had one dick neck this has Three. Yeah. Wait, the second one didn't have two, did it? No, I don't think the second one had any dick neck, and I think we commented on it in the episode. Well, okay. It's your birthday. Tell us your thoughts. <laughs> so it's a new year, a new time it's to be alive. <laughs> it's a new me. I'm 24 years old, and everything's great. Uh, <laughs> Up until last night, this was the only one I hadn't seen all the way through. Really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't see this one in theaters, but I had read the book. And so, like, I had that context where I, like, knew the story. Sure. What I will say about this one, I feel like this of the Fifty Shades is the most like the 365s. Oh, yes. There's, like, a whole lot of cars driving and shopping montages and walking into hotels oh my god no joke there are 
three legit just commercials. Like car commercials. In this movie. Yes. It's probably 25 minutes of bonkers ass plot between sex scenes. Yes. And commercials for clothes or watches or cars. But at the same time, at the same time, I got to like 40 minutes into this movie and I was remembering the plot and like what still had to happen. And I was like, I feel like I've watched two movies in this 40 minutes because the plot, the 25 minutes they spend on plot is so much plot. I know. Like, it's rapid fire. It's rapid fire. But this is also the <laughs> shortest Fifty Shades movie by, like, 20 minutes. Damn. That's crazy because it's long as fuck. Crazy. It feels <laughs> long, but it is. It's not. This is the shortest one by, like, 20 minutes because I looked it up. But literally so much happens. Like, towards the end of the movie when he says, they found my biological mother's grave. I was like, yeah. who was looking for that? No one told us that Nobody. you were looking for that. Now we're just at some random grave. Like, what is happening? So here's the crazy thing. So I read the books, right? So like we've heard Paige. Yeah, Paige, we get it. You've said that phrase 30 times in the last two minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I read what? Yes, scholar. You know what? As a dyslexic person, it hurts to have someone that can read flaunt it in my face. Deal with it. I'm a 22-year-old reading ass bitch. I like how every time she mentions how old she is, she's getting younger. She's like, I'm seven years old and this is my favorite book. <laughs> so I kept trying to think because it's been a year since we watched the last one, right? Yes. Thank God. I had no idea. Like, I'm glad you guys knew what happened. If I was referencing things in the movie that had actually happened in the last one, or if they had only happened in the book and they made this movie just being like, they read it. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's fine. And I honestly do think there were one or two plot points that I'm like, they didn't address this at all. I don't like, I don't remember this in the last movie. I know it happened in the book, but wow, <laughs> like I don't, yeah. what? So, well, and it feels like that to someone who hasn't read the book too. I was like, oh, what the fuck yeah. is happening now? All of a sudden for no, like there was no setup for this. Okay, cool. Well, there's a huge plot point that they cut out of the first two movies. And I know they did because it was something that I found really upsetting and disturbing in the books and something that people really find controlling and disturbing in the books that is not included in the first two movies. But it is a major plot point in this movie. What is it? You guys are going to have to just assume that I have no clue what happened in this film, the last film. <laughs> the last film or the one before. Oh, Mikey, I remembered zero about two and one. Yeah, like I just assumed it was continued. I was like, oh, I guess that happened maybe. Like when <laughs> Christian Grey's sister gets kidnapped, I was like, so why do they care so much about that lady who was taken? And <laughs> Rita Natalie Orr has like, only been in 12 minutes of this series. <laughs> and Natalie was like, that's Christian's sister. I was like, oh, is it? Cool. All right. That makes sense then. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Hundred percent thought it was her friend. Until just now. I assumed all the other women were just one woman. I don't know. Yeah. So okay, so here here's the thing. Well, yeah, we could address this. So in the first movie, she had dark hair. Rita Ora did. Okay. So in the book she has dark hair. In the first movie she has dark hair. In the second movie, she has dyed it blonde and they make like a brief comment about it being blonde. Oh, yeah. And then in this movie, it's fully blonde, but it's also the same shade and length as her 40 year old roommate best friend. Yeah. Katie or whatever her name was. Yes. In wide shots, they are indistinguishable. Yes. 
Thank you. Especially if it's like in soft focus. Like if they're behind the main character and it's focused on the main character and you're like, I have no idea who else is in this scene with them. All blonde women look alike. But also (laughs) between the three movies, her character gets maybe 10 minutes of screen time across three movies and until this one where we're supposed to like oh my god she's been kidnapped and in the book she's like Anna's best friend so like or like other best friends so it's like she's got her roommate she's yeah she got two best friends yeah two best friends she's super good friends with Christian's sister and it's because this is uh fan fiction about twilight right yeah and in twilight bella becomes extremely good friends with edward's sister and that's like a whole huge bond thing so i think this movie's doing a lot of like they read the book just yada 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 well i'm used to this from a more traditional male perspective sure because every character in star wars has a very (laughs) elaborate backstory yes who walks in the background correct and so like that's porkins and i know where he's from and what happened to his family and he was only on screen for like a minute and a half so i get it and what his call sign is right yeah i personally am more of a wedge antilles person but like oh wedge antilles he's like he's a fucking hero man i played a video game where he was the main character like rogue squadron it was great Anyway, so there, there's stuff like that throughout. So holler at me if you're like, this made no sense. And I'll tell you if it was actually in the last movies. Yeah. Okay. I got, well, then I have my first question. Why sure. did she marry Gray? But he <laughs> is a total controlling douchebag. I don't understand why she loves him. Mikey, he's a rich dude. Like, what, is, <laughs> what is hard to understand? Also, he sings that song about seagulls on tires and also stopped that beach from getting attacked by mosquitoes. So, like, I don't know why you're upset. Yeah, I mean, you've seen him on that pommel horse and he's like Elon Musk levels of rich. I know why she's with him. Well, and trust me, he has been, I'd say he's maybe the least controlling in this movie to a degree. Oh, I think so. A yeah. very small degree. But at the same time, she was fine with it when it was way worse because these movies are terrible. <laughs> They're yeah. toxic and problematic. We know this. I'm pregnant. How dare you? Okay, so that we need to talk about. That's that's a huge plot point that they didn't include in the other movies. Okay, so as part of her contract to be his sub, he arranges a doctor for her to prescribe and administer birth control. Oh, okay. But he is kind of controlling her contraception in a way that seems kind of uncomfortable. But she does agree to it, but it's still weird, right? Yeah. So she's on the depot shot, which is effective when administered like regularly. It's not crazy common. I mean, for some people, it works great. For other people, the hormones and it bug them, whatever. Consult your local physician. But so (laughs) we haven't seen that in the last two movies. But in the books, she has to go like every three months for an appointment and get injections or she starts doing it in Christian. Like the doctor comes to Christian's apartment and does it or whatever. And so in this one, she got busy and forgot. And that's how she gets pregnant. So that's why he's like so angry. They sort of do touch on that in the movie because I remember him talking about you missed one of your shots. Yeah, well, yeah. but they don't do it until she like sees that doctor and whatever. Oh, yeah. It, it is out of nowhere. That's one of the things I was like. It's out of nowhere. Shots? Yeah. What are we talking about? I don't need to know the backstory of what contraception method they chose. The book goes into it a lot. like Because yeah. he could have been like, you're not taking your pills. And I would have had the same reaction. I'd be like, yeah, she's off birth control. She is pregnant, my friend. Uh, yeah. Mikey, you would have not had the same reaction you would have been like 
Fuck yes! It worked! Someone get some meth. We gotta plant some on her so she gets taken away. I'm like, we gotta go to the south so you can't take care of this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boo. <laughs> oh, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> I know. I have two things that I loved about this movie. One, the villain, as he gets more evil, turns more into a zombie as he goes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> he looks very zombie-like. Because he great. was... Kind of a kind of good looking in the last movie, and in this one, it's like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and we can't have a complex villain like a good looking villain who still kidnaps people. Like the kidnapping doesn't make him bad. We also need him to look like he's turning undead. Yeah, I get it. And two, this movie finally fulfilled my fantasy of having someone who loves me wash my hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> You've never had someone do that, Mikey? No, I've never had that. Oh. And they had like a really nice setup for that where they had they like did. A, a wand and all. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. thing. I'd be like, don't touch me. Go back to washing that. I could do that for probably like 45 minutes. I've had that. It's pretty great, Mikey. You would definitely love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like most people would enjoy that yeah maybe. well I, I yeah i guess it depends on on your relationship with your hair but i mean i would say ask your partner before you do it just in case they're like no you're ruining my perm <laughs> or whatever <laughs> a huge perm who am i with in this scenario miss frizzle i don't tell you who to love <laughs> i mean you've talked about fucking my mom multiple times she had a perm at one point so yeah why are you ruining todd's mom's perm before you yeah. get all up ins okay this is about washing my hair <laughs> well why are we ruining your perm <laughs> I don't have a perp. I enjoy that a lot, too. I I like that scene. I think that's fun because it's also I feel like a lot of the sex scenes in this movie in particular are not incredibly intimate. They are kind of perfunctory. Yeah. They're not hot. They, some some of them are hot, but not. I I think some of the the ones in the previous movies do it a little bit better. But that scene in particular, it it is very intimate, and you do feel like they actually love each other and enjoy spending time mm-hmm. with each other. But it's my favorite scene in the trilogy. It was the only fantasy I had. Pay out on this thing. <laughs> you know what, Mikey? Thank you for sharing that with us. How did that mm-hmm. make you feel? Good. It made me feel good. Paige is now sending you a bill for $120. I know how it works. <laughs> On my 21st birthday, no less. There's actually a joke in this movie. That's kind of fun. <laughs> I must have missed that. I'll bring it up when we get to <laughs> oh, it. Sure. Uh, I don't care for this. Uh, for the same reasons, I don't care for the other movies. But this one did have a 365 quality that I was super into. Because yes. yeah, it really takes you for a journey in the 25 minutes in plot we get it over the course of two hours like you go places it's crazy and i i was sort of here for that ride i probably wouldn't watch it again because the sex scenes i agree with mikey weren't super sexy it was fine some of it was fine some of it was like oh this is sort of boring to watch yeah well i started looking at my phone during the sex scene same i was like i'm so bored of these two people <laughs> fucking like at this point like, it's oh. not sexy <laughs> um, dick neck number three check check i think i grew to dislike uh, Anastasia during this movie so this was something I hated in the book because I feel like there are credible threats of danger and she's like why are you controlling me and I'm like there's a guy trying to kill you she's like we lost the car we should have sex I'd be like no not yet I think we're still in danger so Stay inside. Like, stop. It did drive me crazy, though, too, Mikey. I was like, this is not the time for this. Like, when she's driving the car, she's like, I'll lose them. It's fun. I was like, you've lost all connection to reality. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I thought that scene was really interesting because in the movie, they did it in like an outdoor parking lot. And in the book, if I remember correctly, it's the garage under their apartment building where that happens. And so it locks behind them. So, like, they successfully get into a secure garage. Yeah, then they are safe in the book. 
truck. Which makes so much more sense. Because at this, at this, it looks like they pulled into a Denny's parking lot or in our fucking in front of it while that guy is on the hunt like 30 seconds behind them. And then the camera pans up to me just eating my scrambled eggs. <laughs> just be like, fucking rich people, man. Look, when I ordered this Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity, I didn't anticipate this. <laughs> I think it's her like inflection on her voice too. Like the way she played it, it almost seemed childish in a way that made me more uncomfortable than the other films because she's like, it was like a 15 year old going through the movie. And I was like, what is happening? Only in the sex scenes though, because like, no, like all through it. She's like, mm, there, we are in danger. You can't control me. I will show you what's up by saying no. <laughs> Like the, like the character in the Key and Peele sketches that always gets her boyfriend into fights, who's just like, stop, he called me a bitch. Um, <laughs> uh, no, what I think is really interesting is that this is the first movie where she really kind of does fight and talk back to him yeah. a, in a way that I feel like is still not healthy, but like getting closer to that where she's just like you have to talk to me we have to communicate yeah. and i'm like this is actually not bad it's on the road to healthy from where they started it's though, on, right like yes they've absolutely made, they've made some growth as a couple and i'm proud of them for that oh my god <laughs> this sums up everything i need to know about your relationships these are baby steps over a trilogy I know. But I'm, remember <laughs> where we started? Yeah. Do you remember where we started, Mikey? Guys, you cannot move the goalposts like that. You can't be like, this was super abusive to like, now it's only a little abusive. Think about how far we've come. All I said was they were in the right direction. Yes. They're going to drive that Audi in that Audi commercial closer to where we need them to be to be a healthy couple. I do think Audi like financed this film. Like there's no way they got away with that level of commercialization. It's an Audi in the book. I wish there was a knockoff car brand for Audi and it was just called Innie. <laughs> that doesn't make me think of sleek, sexy motor sports. No, it would be the opposite of Audi. So it'd be like, well, first off, hold on now. An Audi belly button is not sleek, okay? An Innie is. It really, Audi should be named Innie. <laughs> no, Innie makes me think of how much lint is trapped there. It's always some, Paige. That's what I've learned. It's never none. I know. Are you two taking the stance <laughs> that Audi belly buttons are better than any belly buttons? No, I'm I'm taking the stance that I'd prefer not to think about belly buttons at all. Is that like a thing for people? Like, wait, do you have an any or an Audi? Because do you not clean out your belly button? I do. I'm talking about Todd. He doesn't think about it at all. No, I just don't fetishize it. So it's not like I care what Natalie has. I'm not like into belly buttons or anything. It's not like that. It's not like you're into belly buttons. It seems like you're into belly buttons, Mikey. Like, that's what it Technically, seems like. Technically, you can to... only really be into belly buttons if it isn't any belly any, yeah, button. Yeah, then you're yeah. out to belly buttons if it's the opposite. If you have an any, you can only date an Audi because you guys have to fit together like Legos when you have sex. Love it. I don't want to know what that feels like. <laughs> How is that the weirdest description of sex in this episode? <laughs> It's going to be hard to top. I've set the bar high for y'all, and I just want you to know that. Thank you. I'm very concerned that Mikey only dates women with certain types of belly buttons, and that's weird to me. I don't like Audi belly buttons. <laughs> I mean, like, it's not like, it's not a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just jump in the movie so we can talk about it scene by scene, yeah. We open on Anastasia and Christian's very, very bland wedding. Yeah. I did think it was a little, like, I mean, small for one of the richest dudes in the world. It looked like it took place at a P.F. Chang. 
Okay, but Mikey, you're not wrong. No, it, it absolutely does look, does look like, like that. It, it does look like they, they just cleared out like an olive garden and hung some like flowers from the ceiling. It, I mean, it looks like a conference room at a hotel. Did they cut that out? Like they really love P.F. Chang's? <laughs> <laughs> is that in the book page? That like P.F. Chang's is their no, jam? No, they have this other restaurant and thoughts about wines or whatever. Anyway, so they have a wedding in this P.F. Chang's <laughs> and then they like immediately leave their wedding. No, they dance for a second and they have the ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Christian Gray. He's like, we should get out of here. Yeah. What does he say? I'm tired of sharing you with the Riff Raff. And I was like, why'd you invite Riff Raff to your wedding? Is Richard O'Brien here? Hang on. Yeah. Why did you have a wedding at a public P.F. Chang's. <laughs> <laughs> they don't let just anyone to do a P.F. Chang's. Yeah, you have to wait 20 minutes. <laughs> yes, and you can walk around the mall while you're waiting. I mean, like, they'll give you one of those buzzers. Fuck, I love P.F. Chang's. <laughs> Mikey, we should go to P.F. Chang's. I'm not even joking. I want to get on one of those horses out front. I have a gift card right now in my <laughs> wallet. I have a $50 P.F. Chang's gift card. Mikey, you could have a whole wedding. <laughs> They gave you gift cards to Pretty Fucking Changs. Pretty Fucking Changs. Is that what it stands for? No. That would be amazing, though. I think it's the initials of one of the founders uh, who is not Asian, I don't believe. So, well, there you go. Let's find out. What does the PF and PF Chang stand for? Yes! This is what I want from a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Fleming. Wow. Really? That is a real letdown. So Paul Fleming and Philip Chang. So the other developer, his last name is Chang, but that's the PF and the Chang. But honestly, that's boring. So I'm going to say that it stands for Pretty Fucking Changs. I love it. Pretty Fucking Changs. All day. Pretty Fucking Changs. Yes. Dude, imagine if you went to a wedding and their appetizer was lettuce wraps. I would be here for it. Yeah. I'd be so excited. I wouldn't. I'd be like, great. Got to take this to the dry cleaners because I'm definitely (laughs) spilling on myself. (laughs) Ooh, this butter lettuce. You spared no expense. Ooh, I mean, honestly, I would take it. Paul Fleming, make it happen, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucking Changs of you, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you say whenever somebody gives you a PF Chang gift card. They're like, pretty fucking Changs of you, bro. (laughs) So they leave the wedding in their private jet. And she's like, you own this? And he's like, we own this. I'm like, bitch, you have been on his private jets before. I I was like, this is A, not your first time. B, you know how weddings work. And C... Did he really not make her sign a prenup, question mark? It's like a plot point that she doesn't sign a prenup. Really? Yeah, it's like a whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, good for her, man. Yeah. But also, I don't even think this is his only private jet. No. (laughs) He's got a private glider and a helicopter. He's got a whole airfield. He's got a whole whole air force. Fleet of vehicles. He's he's pretty fucking Chang's rich. Yeah. He's so rich he could rent out the entire P.F. Chang. (laughs) <laughs> the entire PF Chang's <laughs> They would have done the Cheesecake Factory, but they didn't want to seem bougie. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a little gauche. Well, they're not Italian. Um, excuse you, Italians, we would rent out Buca de Beppo or Olive Garden, clearly. <laughs> when you're here, you're loud and shaking your hands <laughs> at your relatives. Um and you could sit in the Pope room. So they leave the wedding, they go to Paris. There's just a montage of cool things in Paris because this is like one of those Netflix movies where they're like, how many different locations around the world can we show to write off 
the production costs of this and to make it make money in the most places. Yes. Like a low level Fast and Furious movie or The Gray Man. The Gray Man was a $200 million movie. You know that, right? And it should not have cost that much. Yet. No. No. It is basically money laundering. But yeah. Chris Evans as a villain, though, he truly so is great. the sexiest man alive. He's so good at it. I still think the sexiest man alive should have been some random dude in like Sheboygan. Like, that would have been so much better. I still think that's hilarious. Yeah. This montage is when I zone out the first time in the film, and I don't come back <laughs> until they're on a jet ski, because I'm like, oh, I love a sea do. Oh, then you missed, <laughs> you missed boobies. You did miss some boobies, Mikey. But it's okay. She's showing them half of this movie, so you definitely get to see them again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. Uh, so we cut to Nice, the beach in Nice, where which is, by the way, a topless beach. Yeah, which is a niche beach at Nice. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's a nice niche beach in Nice. Yeah. Nailed it. Say that four times fast. Pretty fucking chains of her to show everybody her tits. <laughs> yeah, but Christian got really pissed about it. Okay, I had some thoughts about this. It's a thing in the book. It's it's a plot point. I get what he's saying about the paparazzi, but then also I get more what he's saying where he's like, look, our security guy just watches us, and I really feel uncomfortable about you showing your boobs to him. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Taylor is watching. Taylor's definitely seen them naked before, 100%. Yeah, Taylor's watched them fuck, I guarantee you. Yeah. Because it's his quote-unquote job or whatever. Yes. The, the <laughs> thing that, like... It, it's painted as him controlling her ability to... Sh or choice to show off her body, which I understand. And he is very controlling about this. Yes. It, he has a problematic need to control her in that way. Not great. But as someone who is not nearly as famous as a famous giant millionaire, I would never for fear that someone would get a picture of it and it would resurface later. So like same. He's not wrong. Like like he's being a dick about it, but exactly. he's not wrong. That's what I was going to say. Like he is I think giving her information that she needs to make a logical choice about what she's doing. Like if she's okay with people like paparazzi taking a photo of her and like publishing that, cool. Stay topless. Cool. I don't care. Fun, You're gorgeous. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. Like that should have been more of the way he approached it. Just like, hey, I just want to warn you that there could be paparazzi out here that could take a photo of you that may go everywhere. But if you're comfortable with that, I'm comfortable with this. He's not comfortable with it. I though. know. Like that, that's an why. Like, yeah. 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 Like it is definitely a control thing. But despite there being a control thing, there are real reasons why she should not do it. But that's the same thing as the security detail stuff later of like he is being very controlling. But there are also real life implications and real reasons why she should do what he says in that moment. Yeah. But anyway, she turns over. She ends up topless on the beach. They go back to the boat. But it's you know almost like they should have talked about this maybe on the sea do on the way to the beach. There's a lot of things they should have talked about before they got married, I think. <laughs> oh, you mean like, should we have kids one day? <laughs> yes, I couldn't believe it. When they ask later in this movie, should we have kids? Or like, do you want to have kids, Christian? And he like doesn't immediately be like, yeah, we talked about this. Of course I do. Or whatever. Like, he was just like, no. He was like, you didn't take your shot. She was like, yeah, I took my shot of your little wigglies and now I'm pregnant. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a weird way to have this conversation. It's two different scenes because she asks him before she finds out. Yes. And then when she finds out, they talk about it. But the reason that that first scene is there is because that conversation should have happened in movie one and it didn't happen because it's been an ongoing conversation in the books the whole time. Oh, has it? Yes. That okay. she knows that he doesn't necessarily want children. Okay. Um, and in the books, it's painted as he doesn't want them at all. 
because he had such a traumatic childhood. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I get it. People can make their own decision on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was shocked that they didn't have that conversation before they were married. Yeah, well, and in, in, in the books, they do. They have it a lot. Yeah. But in the movie, they clearly didn't include it. And they were like, oh, yikes, that's a big plot point in this one. We got to like, <laughs> I don't know, uh, just write a scene where she asks him as if that's something they've never spoken about before. <laughs> You You still have a 1% chance of getting pregnant on both birth controls. So, I mean, there's still a chance. Always, yeah. Somebody won that lottery ticket and got a $2 billion. They actually ended up with like $939 million, which is still amazing, but taxes are a bitch on that. Well, I mean, I'd take $938 million. Yeah, I'd find a way to make it work. Yeah. I'd buy Twitter. (laughs) Well, you couldn't, so... You will be soon. <laughs> yeah, you're buying out of bankruptcy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your private jet now? <laughs> Probably still at the airfield. Yeah. So anyway, so they get back on the yacht and he handcuffs her and they have like handcuff sex to try and kind of like air quotes punish her. And they this is also from the book, but in the book, and they didn't include this in the movie, she during that process bruises her wrists and ankles from the hand on the cuffs yeah that happens on the cuffs which can happen and she's like i'm fine like i had a good time we cool consent was there i i didn't safe word because i didn't need to you know like yeah we're fine but afterward he's very upset by the fact that he bruised her he's very upset that he hurt her have you guys ever bruised someone during intimate time and felt upset about it no but i have been bruised because i bruise very easily so like it even something that did not actually hurt me in the moment could show up a lot of fair skinned people bruise very easily so yes i absolutely have yeah and no it didn't bother me because it didn't bother them if they were upset about it i would have been upset about it but no they were fine with it and i was fine with it you don't even have to try to give me a hickey and one will show up exactly yeah and that can look like a bruise yeah oh it can it can look bad and i remember going back when I still worked in in retail going into work one day and I had not noticed uh, that I had some pretty conspicuous markings and my boss was like what the fuck happened to you like what I did burned you myself do? with a curling iron or whatever I don't know no, like a- well it was a combination of a few things in a few areas and he pulled me aside and was like, is he hitting you? Like, is he? Oh, and I was like, what? No. no. I was like. No, he's just hitting it. Hitting it. <laughs> and, and I just, I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh no. And had to like cover stuff with makeup and whatever or like ice to make it go down. But I mean, I definitely understand why he asked though, because it's weird to have a hickey around your eye. <laughs> <laughs> it was not around my eye. No, it was, uh, we don't need to go into more detail, but it was. No. Yeah. I mean. I mean, the, the simple rule is no hickeys that can't be covered by like regular clothing, right? Sure, sure. Well, and, yeah. and I didn't think about it, but I was wearing like a V-neck and he was like, what has been transpiring in your home? A car accident. <laughs> I was in a car accident. The way the way that they were laid out, uh, it looked like I had been violently choked, and that was not that was not the case. Well, it might have been the case, but whatever. Uh, yeah, no, it, it looked like something much more nefarious had happened. Yeah, but... much more nefarious and less sexy. <laughs> yeah. Although there is a line between nefarious and sexy that, if you can find the nexus of, can be very enjoyable. <laughs> Mikey is so embarrassed. Like, no, I think the line. I think the line that intersects nefarious and sexy is like wearing a holiday sweater without a bottoms on. <laughs> Good lord! 
word, Mikey. Your hallmark version of BDSM is so adorable. <laughs> I mean, I like. I feel like as long as everybody, all parties were consenting and truly consenting. Yeah, that to your Daffy Duck moment, then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so in in the book, he's very upset that he bruised her, but they kind of just cut that out. Yeah, they cut that out because you can't have emotions in the film. <laughs> you can't have emotions in this movie, and instead they're like, "Sorry to interrupt your handcuff sex, but this guy started a fire in the server room," and they're like, "Enhance," like it's an episode of Law and Order. I <laughs> just sort like, of love zoom that. In yeah. on his face. But the, the handcuff scene. <laughs> is like in between it like is cut in sections yes. of this guy breaking into the server room and planting a fucking bomb i was like what yes, is yeah. this movie like what is happening it's a metaphor for his sperm impregnating her oh my god he broke into her server room and planted some seed uh, huh? listen massimo is a very powerful businessman and so people <laughs> are gonna target oh wait we're not watching that movie um no, Christian? it's an allegory if you will <laughs> just like the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, the Old Testament is the one that's definitely known for the allegory and parables. That's the one. Mm -hmm. You're my favorite thing about evangelicals. <laughs> you mean the people who don't read the Bible? Yep. <laughs> I'm making jokes. I know. Hey, Mikey, I've I read a, a lot of it because I decided to somehow make a fun comedy career out of needing to know about religion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what's different about me and other evangelicals? I can take a joke about my religion. <laughs> I wouldn't classify you as an evangelical, Mikey. I just said that for the joke. I've made plenty of girls shout, oh, Lord. <laughs> no. Well, if no. that's all it takes, I am an evangelical. I had a girl call me her Jesus Christ once, I Mikey. hate that. I still hate I that. I don't like that story. I didn't like it in the moment. I mean, I didn't stop it, <laughs> but I didn't like it. <laughs> what historical figure would you prefer to be called instead of Jesus? I'm trying to think. What historical figure? Oh, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> no, probably not. FDR, maybe? FDR? <laughs> yeah, because then I drive away on the highway system I just implemented. Oh, I'm going to blow my social safety net all over your face. Oh, <laughs> New Deals. No, I want to go like different history. It'd probably be like definitely King Arthur. Yeah, fuck me like Morgana. <laughs> like it no i i'm concerned that you think king arthur was a real person well there's some debate about it but i mean uh... <laughs> let's talk again about parables mikey hey i'm not saying there wasn't a king around that time that people have probably based some of the information about arthur on here's how it would go mm. we're in intimate time okay she calls me king arthur and i was like and you're the lady of the lake because you're all wet and then you pull your sword out mm -hmm. from the lake. Yeah. Allegory that. Pretty fucking Changs of you, bro. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> they, they find out that he stole some private files about Christian and that it's definitely the guy that tried to assault Anna at the end of the last movie. Yeah, but they point that out when they enhance. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, that's Jack or Hyde or whatever they call him. Yeah, Jack Hyde. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But then also he chooses this moment to be like, Oh yeah, by the way, I got a report from the FAA and that time my helicopter helicopter crashed in the last movie. 
definitely wasn't an accident. Yeah, it was sabotage. Sabotage! Oh, I can't stand it! I know Jack planned it! I know that song. Good song. It is a good song. It was one of my favorite Guitar Hero songs for a long time. Hell yeah. We cut back to their apartment where she meets her new security team, Sawyer and Prescott. Prescott, who we will only see in one other scene of this film. Sawyer, who we will see more often because he has nice shoulders. Yes. Well, and he also, I assume, starts fucking her friend. Which friend? The one at the work. The work friend. Her work friend, yeah. Oh, her her, her assistant. administrative assistant. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, was that not in the book? I assumed that was in the book and they were just hinting at it in the movie. Oh, okay. Honestly, the love story between Christian's brother and her friend is like way more interesting to me. And it all takes place within five minutes on the background. Yeah, dude, when they get engaged, I was like, holy shit, are they, are they dating? They've been dating for three <laughs> movies. Okay. Do you know how they wrote that extra Twilight book in the perspective of Edward? Yes. I want that with this couple of them just talking shit about Anastasia and Christian Grey. You want like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead version of this. <laughs> yes. Where it's like from their perspective. I would honestly love that. Like, what is their version of Later's Baby? Because <laughs> yes, like Later's yes. Baby is Christian and Anastasia making fun of those two, right? No, they they have the same version, but they do it sarcastically like, Later's Baby! Later's Baby! <laughs> they just randomly drop contracts for each other around the house. Just like, yeah. sign this it. so we yeah. can fuck. Or like one whole scene is like them getting a copy of the contract and reading it, drinking coffee and laughing hysterically. Oh my God, yes. That would be amazing. I, I want that. And that's how they fall in love is them making fun of their like two closest people <laughs> getting together that is the rom-com we need to do i mean kind of yeah yep. like he gets in a helicopter they're like oh my god he got in a helicopter and then he gets out and then he's like my brother is so stupid anyway so anna gets asked how she wants to run the household she decides that she's gonna cook for christian and what i did really appreciate is that she makes steak yeah. for him later that night and pulls it out of the oven. And I was like, yes, bitch. It's impressive. That's hard. Well, it's it's somebody demonstrating how to actually do steak well in your own home is to just char on either side and finish in the oven so you can control the doneness a lot easier. And most movies are just like, grill it. I'm yeah. like, that steak's going to be dry as fuck. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I didn't even notice that because, I don't know, I just don't focus on stuff like that in movies typically. But I did sort of think that she just told that lady that she was going to make dinner that night. I definitely think that lady's still commonly cooking for oh, yeah, them, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, she cooks him steak. Then she asks him, like, so do you ever want babies? And he's like, no, never. But someday, but never. He does have, I don't want you to leave me, so I'm going to, like, leave that door open for a possibility, but it's definitely a no. Those are his vibes. Yeah, I, yeah. That's such a manipulative way to answer a question like, do you want to have kids someday? That it's definitely not great. In my mind, he was like, yeah, I definitely want to have kids someday with someone else. <laughs> with my fourth wife yeah duh. when i'm 55 and she's 22 i'm rich don't you know what's gonna happen here have you not seen tom hanks's parents from you've got mail <laughs> from you've got mail i do think this is definitely a conversation everyone should have before they decide to uh get the law involved in their relationship by right? signing documents and just in general just know where people stand i don't believe in big government <laughs> <laughs> We know you believe in mediocre to average government. So <laughs> it's how you use the government that matters. Yeah. If you use it to hurt other people, then Mikey's on board. If you use it to help other people, he's not so okay with that. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. literally part of the part of the government that helps people. <laughs> 
I'm just pointing out the alt-right views that you quote-unquote have. Oh, well, I'm left-handed, so that's alt-right. <laughs> I guess Mikey is alt-right, but not in the way you guys assume he was alt-right. I think it's really funny that you are, but not in the way they think. <laughs> yeah, I've always been alt-right. I've been left-handed since I was a child. And just like the term ISIS, because Archer's, you know, the show Archer, their, yes. their organization's called ISIS. Yeah. Also, Verizon Wireless had a payment system called ISIS back in the day. Oh. And they had to rebrand it. I was there at the time. Yeah. Is that why they did it? <laughs> yeah. They absolutely rebranded it. Yeah. No, I mean, like, but that that's why. Did they send, like, a company memo that's like, we can't be called ISIS? <laughs> yes. Yeah, because if you Google it, it's just beheading videos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a thing in, in our office where we abbreviate the names of teams. A lot of the time. So it's like, right, like CS or like MC or whatever. And uh, then they created a team called Support Specialists. Oh, no. <gasps> the SS. <laughs> <laughs> I, along with a few others, had to be like, hey, guys, we're going to have to change this abbreviation so that we're not like, because we'll just type it out in messages and be like, have you contacted SS about this? <laughs> so, so then they became CSSS. But yeah, that was it was an interesting day or two where I was like, "Hey guys, um, let me explain to you a little bit more about Nazism than you previously knew." <laughs> I know World War II is a long time ago, but today we're going to talk about the Thule Society <laughs> <laughs> and somehow Theosophy. We're going to get there. Yeah. Dropping in. We got to contact the SS to come stop by later and help you with your problem. You know, wink, wink. Look, it's not a page ruining a party conversation unless Theosophy gets involved. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How do you think I wrecked my 73rd birthday party? Whose 73rd birthday party? Mine, because my age changes every time I bring it up. Oh, I was like, what kind of Nazi fact is she about to throw down on me? Um, So we were celebrating in Argentina. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we cut to Anastasia's office where she's the new fiction editor, as you might remember from the last movie, uh, where her boss was removed for attempting to violently sexually assault her and then they just gave her the job because she spoke up in a meeting one time that's just the first symptom of the zombie virus that he has oh no what kind of zombie virus makes you like try to sexually assault people in the workplace rabies <laughs> i think that's rapies anyway uh so her new secretary seems like she's kind of upset that Anna's got this new job. She's like, oh, because you married into this job. And it's like, no, uh, the book just kind of yada yada over her talking into a meeting and recommending this one book that people liked. And that's how she got this job. But Christian's going to argue that it was all this hard work, even though he owns the company now. But we all know the truth, though, right? Like, I mean, she got that job because she's fucking Christian Grey. Like, we know Absolutely. What's up. She yes. did. Okay. She did. And it tries to, it's like, of course not. And I'm like, um. Why didn't they just have her work at a different company that he doesn't own? She did, and then he bought that company. Oh, that's right, because he's a psychopath. <laughs> I remember the other movies now. Anyway, so we find out that the book that Anna recommended is doing really well. And then Christian just like shows up at her office and is just like, hey, you didn't change your email to have my last name on it. And she's just like, I'm my own woman, Christian. And he's just like, fine. And then leaves because that's how a lot of conversations in this movie go. She does bring up some good points about how she needs an identity outside of the gray identity or whatever. And that's like her work persona. And Christian even says, or I think she even asked Christian, like, would you change your last would name? Would you change your name for, for, me? for me? And he says, yes. And then if I was Anastasia, I'd be like, 
Cool. Let's change our name to Steel. Do it. Steel is a cooler name anyway. It is a cooler <laughs> name. Yeah. Well, if you hyphenate it, it would be Gray Steel. Or Ooh, Steel Gray. Shit. Ooh, Steel Gray would be great. Yeah. But literally every conversation in this film should have been taken care of in pre-marriage counseling. Yes. Not only that. I don't know if you guys know, but when you go to change your name, you change your whole name. So you could pick whatever the fuck you want. You could be Spider-Man. <laughs> That just sets up an expectation for people that I would disappoint. What, Spider-Man? Uh, excuse me. I don't think me, Peter Parker, PhD. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you don't go by Dr. Parker. Dr. Parker. Dr. Parker. I need these photos of Spider-Man's dad. <laughs> so, he leaves. Uh, and the author that she's meeting with about this book that did really well shows up. And then he comes back and is like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I messed this up. The author is in her office. And she's like, your book's doing really well. And then Christian shows up and is like, who's that hot guy? Why didn't you change your email? And she's just like, I am independent. And he's like, okay, fine. And she's like, I got to go find that author now. You scared him the fuck off. Wait, she doesn't have to go find him. She opens the door and is like, hey, author, get back in here. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, that that's the book she was like, hey, everyone should read this book. They'd love this yes. book. That's like the book that she got the editor job for, quote unquote. Yes. And it's selling really well from what we learned throughout this movie. It's selling really well. Or, or pre-sales. I think it's like pre-sales have already sold really well. That's right. Because yeah. he had built-in readership or something like that. Yeah. I think he's a podcaster or something. Yeah. It's this weird new thing back at that time. <laughs> hey, if I wrote a romance novel book, I think a fair amount of people would read it yeah. just because... I mean, I would have to produce the audiobook, but yeah. Have you read it, Paige? I did that for the vampire one. It, sa- it doesn't sound great because I just did it at home with my computer. But the bulk of my vampire one is an audiobook form on the cult podcast Patreon still. Oh, my God. I'll write one, too. It'll be my autobiography. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Sign up to be a part of Mikey's memoirs. It's just a list. the old david letterman top 10 (laughs) top 10 reasons i might have chlamydia jennifer (laughs) she was not that bad oh have you have you actually had sex with someone named jennifer i've had sex with most basic white girl names (laughs) i'm laughing but i can't throw stones i i know know yeah thanks tell me how was yeah how was josh yeah chris first of all you need to fucking cut that first name out (laughs) (laughs) it's hilarious that the joke was it's about basic names and the first name we said Paige, was the right name are you serious (laughs) no it's not the right name it's not what about matt no there's no no matt's no chris's i've hooked up with a lot of people with the middle name marie well yeah that's because you date white girls Have y'all ever met somebody without a middle name? Yes. I don't know. Well, middle names are are not universal. Not every culture has them. But it's also like something I don't ask everyone. Like some of my closest friends, I might know their middle name, but like that doesn't come up for me. You don't run background checks on everybody in your life? (laughs) No, Mikey, I don't. I uh, trust people, I guess. I take a playbook from old Christian Grey, you know what I'm saying? I've tapped your cell phones. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you've gotten a lot of Taco Bell memes, I think. So we cut to, they drive out into the countryside to the house that they sailed past in the last movie that she said that she liked that he is now purchased for her. I did remember that you told us in the second episode that we did for this that he then buys that house for her. And I thought we were going to see that house like 
fixed up and like beautiful. We only see it once right here and it looks terrible. I mean, it's, the bones and, are and great. And the very end after the credits, uh, you see it yeah. a little bit. Oh, I turned it off after the, the credits. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see any of that. Shit. Oh, you stopped there's... Lord of the Rings as, as soon as the ring went into the Mount Doom, huh? <laughs> No, at the credits I turned it off though. Well, I, I didn't think Nick Fury was gonna come recruit Anastasia for the ep- like. What are we talking about? You miss like- Samuel L. Jackson going to Christian Grey. <laughs> He's like Christian Grey. We need a new Iron Man, and you're also a rich white dude, so you fit the bill. Please take this gauntlet. Oh man, that would I would have lost my mind laughing. Oh my god, that would have been the funniest thing ever. Uh, somebody recut this and put Samuel. Jackson in it. Please. Uh, instantly yes. improved. Completely think every movie should end with Samuel L. Jackson coming <laughs> over trying to get them to join. I need to talk to you about the Avenger initiative. <laughs> yeah. At some point you could just throw in all these random movies together and that would be great. I mean, that like the idea that the rest of the Marvel universe exists, but then this movie also <laughs> None of the the previous two. Just this one is very funny to me. (laughs) Um, Now, here's what's interesting is the house that they saw in the last movie, completely different house. Like they just picked a new house, but they do show it in in the epilogue as well. Okay. Uh, So they go inside and this is where they meet Gia, the architect slash contractor who's trying to hit on Christian and Christian walks out of the room. Yeah. I mean, Christian's rich. I mean, I get it. Yeah, but Christian walks out of the room and Anastasia's just like, you touch my husband again, I'll cut your fucking lips off, you bitch. I mean, that's more or less what she says. Like, exactly yeah. that. Well, I do love that Christian's like, I hired all these security people and you're more scary than all of them. And I was just like, yeah, Anastasia. That's <laughs> but what. she's not, though. No, she's not. She pretty much acts like a child who's dressed up in adult clothes. <laughs> I mean. She's three eight-year-old girls in a trench coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in the book, she's only like 23, like me. Young queen. (laughs) (laughs) Checks out. So anyway, uh, they speed away from the house and their security detail. Oh, because he lets Anna drive. And so Anna's speeding. They lose their security detail. They find out they're being followed. So then there's like an Audi commercial through the city (laughs) as they get away from the guy chasing them. But it's a Ronin length car chase scene, but not nearly as good as Ronin. But like, why is this yeah. five and a half minutes in this movie? Yo, it's no baby driver where they do the like flip and then backflip. Yeah, like, if it was baby driver, it would have been way cooler than this. And it would be scored to an obscure alternative rock band. But it would be like perfectly in line with every beat. Yeah. Yes. Baby Driver's so good at that. It's so good. Even the gunshots are on beat. Love it. Anyway, she makes it to a parking lot. They've, air quotes, lost him. And they immediately bone in that parking lot. Yeah, she like climbs on top immediately. And and Mikey's in there just trying to eat his Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity at Denny's. Honestly, (laughs) if they had just pulled the camera back and revealed Casey Affleck from that fake Duncan (laughs) commercial from SNL. Cut your nails for dicks. Just like spiking a... Dunkin' Donuts coffee at the windshield of the car. I just wanted them to be like, move the McDonald's wrappers. I have to fuck you now. (laughs) 
Why is there a pizza box in here? <laughs> is that a Chipotle bag of chips? Yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we cut back to the apartment where he's talking to the security detail and he's like, well, where's Layla, who is the girl from the last movie that tried to kill Anastasia? Because I don't know if you remember, but the last two films have had multiple like crime plots. Yeah. These aren't really romantic movies. They're crime dramas. Yeah. I mean, it's more like 365 than you think. It is. So... He wants her to come to New York with him while he has meetings. She's like, no, I am staying here because I have to work. And he's like, fine, but please just come straight back to the house. Which, by the way, they have been followed. They know that there's a guy who tried to sabotage his helicopter and planted a bomb in the server room. And they know who it is. And they know who it is. Yeah. And they know that he knows where she lives. So, like... All of and where she works. So the idea that he's like, please come straight home after work. Don't, like, let the security detail handle this. Like, they have to be with you at all times. I'm like, yeah, th that's just logical. Which, right? When she doesn't go to New York with him. I was like, take some meetings on Zoom, okay, girl? Yeah, this is pre-pandemic, so like Zoom wasn't really a thing. Yeah, but I mean, like, what are you gonna get fired if you don't go to work that week? No, she is married to the person who owns exactly. that company. She's never gonna get fired, and she could never show up to work. Well, and also she's an editor, and and if you noticed on her desk, she has the pile of manuscripts. Yeah. So for like a couple days, if she was like, "I'm taking this stack of manuscripts, and I'm gonna read them, and when I come back, we'll we'll have meetings." Yeah. Yes. Anyway, this is where they he agrees to let her stay. Uh, and this is where she washes his hair so she can give him like a haircut. And it's Ugh. very, very sweet. This is the best scene in the movie. 100%. It is very, very sweet. But I don't think I'd let Natalie cut my hair. And she like went to cosmetology school. I cut Jake's hair during the pandemic once or twice. Mm -mm. No, they can wash it. They can't cut it. Unless that's like their trade. Right. I just need to know how much of the PPP loan that Christian Grey got forgiven. You know, that's all I'm saying. That's what I want to know. release yeah. the list. Just uh, Yeah, I'm curious. Anyway, so <laughs> she goes to get the scissors out of the desk and finds a loaded gun. And he confesses that it's Layla is the girl that tried to kill her previous movie and he's like I can get rid of it he doesn't she uses it later which is great the next day he leaves and she goes to work where she finds out that that book she ordered is doing amazing in pre-sales without even a marketing campaign it was absolutely the right choice it's kind of like solidifying her as the right choice for that job yeah without Christian and Kate calls her to be like let's go to drinks because we haven't had friends and I to this day, in the book, I didn't understand it. In the movie, I don't understand it. She lives in a fancy penthouse where she can order whatever she wants. Why they do not just go home to her apartment and have drinks, just the two of them, we'll never understand. Do not understand no, it. No, it's dumb. It really is dumb. But yeah. I think she even, because I think she texts and says, hey, let's get drinks. And then I think Anna texts back, Let's just go to my apartment or whatever. And then Kate like texts back, let's just meet at this place. And she doesn't like push back on it at all. But I think if she had been no. like, Kate, listen, I am under danger. We have to have like bodyguards. Let's just meet at my place or I can't do it. Kate would have been like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, cool. Let's just do it at your place. But also here's the thing. Kate is dating Christian's brother and yeah. has been for two movies. Christian's brother has security detail because of this. 
So she knows. She, Kate yeah, knows I that it's happening. That. Yeah, because at this point I was like, yeah. oh, Kate's just some lady that Anna knows, I guess. I didn't know who anybody was in this movie because it's been forever since I yeah. saw the last one. I don't one. know the yeah. names. I don't know the faces. Yeah. I don't care. Anyway, they go to a place <laughs> called the Bunker Club, which seems to just be a restaurant. Yes. But whatever. So they have multiple martinis. And this is where Anna finds out from Kate that there were actually more files stolen than she thought. And Kate thinks that Elliot, Christian's brother, is sleeping with Gia Mateo, the architect that she had to peel off Christian. And she gives what I actually think is good advice, which is like a rarity in this film. Where she's like, I think you just need to talk to him. Like, I, I yeah. don't think he's cheating on you. But you like if you're concerned, you need to bring it up and talk to him and not just like resent it internally or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, she gets back to the apartment and in the elevator, she notices that she has six missed calls from Christian and she's telling Sawyer her security detail. She's like, please don't tell him. And he's like, he already knows. Yeah. Like, I told him the second you didn't go home from work. Yeah, because that's his job. Like, he works that's for Christian. That's his job. Yeah. And there's a guy trying to murder Anna, like, on the loose. Yeah, <laughs> like, but she does seem like she's, like, very put upon because she has to have a bodyguard. Like, he's yeah. there to save you, ma'am. Calm down. Oh, I would be in a bunker. Like, I, I am the level of paranoid that I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to New York with you, but also you're never leaving my side again, husband. <laughs> like, until that man is dead. Yeah. And just two bodyguards. Like, if you're billion billionaires, can't you hire assassins and stuff like that? Yeah, Mikey, and I think this brings me to my next point, which was pretty sure Christian hired him to kill her. Because he didn't have her sign a prenup. Because the, there was the no prenup. prenup. And so. she's pregnant. Yes. So there's there's many layers here. Christian actually is that bad. He doesn't know that yet, though. No, he got the footage of the bomb going off in her server room. <laughs> It's an allegory. <laughs> That's how you get pregnant, Paige. I'm surprised you as a woman don't know Was that. allegory your word of the day today? Yeah, it was on his uh, calendar no. of the day, word of the day thing. Yeah. You've used allegory like 12 times. I'm making it a bit. Okay. <laughs> she goes into the apartment and the lights aren't working conveniently enough for Jack to jump out from behind and hold a knife to her neck. Right. But her two security details subdue him basically like one guy pulls a gun on him but then the other security detail gets the jump and gets him from behind can i just say this just shoot him he's in your house he's trying to kill you yeah you would get away with it just shoot him and be like hey he had a knife you know we had to shoot him well and this is the one joke in this movie they're holding him down and they're like do we have anything to restrain him and anna goes like uh yeah duh i mean uh i can go find something <laughs> I assume goes to the playroom. I want her to 100% come back with like cuffs that you put under the bed so they're like way too long, you know, like, and then also <laughs> yeah. a plug. Are these leather? <laughs> Just be like, here, use the, these things. And then he's like, what? Yes. Was the gimp mask necessary? <laughs> <laughs> we can restrain him, but we're going to have to chain him to the bed until the police come. Anyway. So we cut to she's being interviewed by the police uh, and they're asking her questions where she's like, he attacked me. There were stolen plates. He followed us home. Like we have all this you know, footage or whatever. Yeah. The the detective is just like, I understand you're tired. I'll ask you more questions tomorrow, which is like, what? I mean, because they wouldn't do that. Oh, 
stuff. No, you gotta have a statement today. Like, like yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna let you like sleep on it and then make up something tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so they they leave. Christian comes home and she wakes up and he's there drinking. And at this point in my notes, I'm like, I feel like two whole movies have happened and it's yes. only 40 minutes into this movie. I know. But it's crazy. Like from where we started, we started at their wedding, guys. That's the crazy thing about this movie. It drags because there's so many montages and so many just long shots of that Audi winding through the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Not fast. It's not going that fast. And they're like, I'm going so fast. I'm like, you telling me is not you showing me. Yeah. Uh, with that Ellie Golding song, they're just like, loving like you do, driving, driving through the woods, just like, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I should buy an Audi. And then I like Googled it and I was like, yeah, those are expensive. I guess I'm not going to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, the one they're driving is like six figures. Oh, easy. But then like every 15 minutes, four plot points happen in two minutes. Yeah. So like every 15 minutes, a whole movie's worth of plot happens. And then we just watch cars drive for another 15 minutes it's wild anyway she asks him to come come to bed he refuses he gets into the shower she gets in with him we get our first dick neck of the movie (laughs) dick neck double dick neck 50 shades or actually i'm sorry this is the second dick neck of the movie the first dick neck of the movie was on the boat that's right but he gets out of the shower and leaves and so she gets to work and one of her co-workers has like a like an article, like a news article that's already been written about their home invasion. She's like, should you be at work today? Which the answer is no. Like if your home got home invasioned, you should stay home, I think. Right. Anyway, she comes home from work and Christian is home and he's in the fuck jeans. He never washes them. (laughs) (laughs) They're so dirty. They smell like old scallops. Oh, like Terminator, Paige. Well, in Terminator, it's hot. (laughs) Would you rather it smell like old scallops or old scabs? Well, I don't know what old scabs smell like. I don't either. So probably that. I guess we'll pick scabs. Yeah. Because I know that old scallops are going to taste like a trash bag full of ass. Wait, do we have to eat them? Like, I'm not going to eat them. (laughs) You just have to smell them. You just have to smell them. I'm sorry. If you think she's not going to blow him after wearing the fuck jeans, then you don't know Anna and how much of a giver she is. Are you laying down right now? Like I'm reclining. In an office chair. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, let's go to the playroom. And she's like, okay. Uh, and he blindfolds her. And this was a lot of a, a much bigger deal in the book. But essentially, he he restrains her, all the normal stuff. She's super excited. And then he takes a vibrator and he like edges her. Yeah. And in the book, it's like hours. Like it's borderline torture. It's like 15 seconds in the movie, though. It's very quick. But yeah. it's very clear what he's doing. Like they get a, they get that point yeah. across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. And she uh safe words out. And I do like that immediately she's like, that's not love, that's revenge, that's not okay in the playroom. Right. That's this is not an okay dynamic. That's not okay that you did that. But then she immediately like is like, Why didn't you tell me about the files? Forget what just happened. Tell me about the crime I know, story. Right? <laughs> We go from this very like, I mean, conversation they need to have because she's safe worded out, right? Yeah. And then they shift and then never shift back. So like they just. And there's no aftercare or anything. Right. None of that. Nothing. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. You don't need that. No, you absolutely do. No, you do. do. Uh, It's a very important part of the process. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. Mm, No. Yeah, you definitely need it. But so in the (laughs) book, it's like a whole thing where they like don't speak. 
for a couple days because she like it's yeah because it's a violation and i'm just like yeah that's that's fucked up yeah it is um, i got why she was pissed yeah uh in this movie she's just like that was bad don't ever do that again but tell me about these files from the server room yeah <laughs> but don't like, worry about it i'm not gonna hold a grudge or be upset about what just happened Right. Because you're rich. Well, now she's rich. She must really love him, which is crazy to me. That's a strong word. I don't know, man. Like, if she could leave at any time and get half of his net worth, I would, whoever, what is Jeff Bezos' ex-wife's name? I would do that immediately if I married Christian Grey. Yeah, it's pretty fucking Chang's of her that she's going to stick around. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Bezos' wife stuck around for 19 years, too. Yeah, she did for a long time. So he tells her, he's like, I had a dream you were dead and he's locked up. I'm with you. But like, you scared the shit out of me because you wouldn't just stay in the damn house. (laughs) Which, again, I think he has reasons to be upset. I think he's taking it out on her in a very toxic way. Yes. But I do think he has every right to be upset about some of her actions. I will say, much like the beach before, he has very problematic and toxic personal reasons for being upset. Yes. But there are real world reasons why she should be listening to him. Yes. I don't like him. No, he's a terrible human being throughout the entire series. And he is our romantic lead. Yeah. Plus, he planned to... to kill everyone in Vista Del Mar with those mosquitoes. Yeah. Just because he wanted a long-term girlfriend. I've all been there. But Mikey, you haven't gotten to that level to where you're willing to take those kinds of extremes. Right. And I think until you do, you will not find your love. Mm-mm. We have to kill all of Vista Del Mar. Yeah. With mosquitoes. I always knew it would come to this. Sometimes the dawn <laughs> goes so deep, it touches your heart. But in Mikey's case, instead of it being so deep, it touches your heart. It quenches your thirst. Because of vitamin water And he wants kids And there's no way he's pulling out Ladies, I want to bomb your server room (laughs) Paige, Paige, it's an allegory (laughs) Mikey, office terrorist At your cervix (laughs) (laughs) Mikey took a drink but almost died right there Not laughing (laughs) (laughs) Anyway So we cut to he picks her up from the office the next day and they all go to Aspen because she won a weekend in Aspen at an auction. And I don't remember if they put that auction in the second movie or not. I think they did. I remembered that. So they must have. Okay. I did not remember that. Okay. He he sold her car without telling her and then gave her the money and she didn't want the money for it. It was like this thing where she's like, that's right. I I remember that. Yeah, that definitely happened. How dare you buy me a new car? Right. And so she she spitefully donates the, the the money he gave her to charity to win a weekend in Aspen and it's like his cabin and he's like but that's also your cabin and she's like whatever charity so they're finally going to Aspen (laughs) anyway everyone else is also there brothers sisters everything but they have like their own wing of the house so we cut to him playing and singing on the piano and his brothers and sisters are like he never sings like this we've never seen this the implication being like he's so fucking happy and i'm like his face has not changed in three movies no yeah he's never said a nice thing to anastasia (laughs) he also doesn't look happy while he's playing piano either like he he does not look happy while he's doing this not nearly as happy as he looks when he's balls deep in star again a better movie (laughs) is his brother and her friend being at that cabin with him and being like oh he's playing music he's never played music before way to go this is the most emotion you've been able to express fucking loser i mean he does heckle him yeah i know i know i want their perspective yeah Later that night, 
they're laying in bed together and then like he turns to Anastasia's friend and is like you make me happy like if I never sang before I would sing when I met you and like that's their story is just making fun of them continuously <laughs> or just him walking downstairs sitting at the piano and just being like get your boots and your bag for this wet ass pussy just like uh, anyway we cut to a giant bathtub that I want to have in my house someday where Anastasia and Christian are taking a bath together but it's definitely long enough to where you could like just both sit in it and your legs are barely touching like it's long love it it's perfect for this yeah uh but she asks him do you think your brother is sleeping with the architect uh instead of my friend and he's like i think he did in the past but probably isn't now yeah i love his responses like slept with yes is he now probably not yeah like yeah. he slept with half of oregon or wherever the fuck they are seattle seattle okay so washington mm-hmm. anyway we cut to they go to bed for the night she has a nightmare where she's in versailles and jack is like grabbing her from behind uh, so she like wakes up and snuggles co- close to Christian, but we cut to a little while later and she's clearly up and hasn't been able to sleep and she's eating ice cream in the kitchen Mm-mm. and Mm-mm. she starts drizzling it I... on his chest and like licking it. This hate is where this. we get our third oh. dick neck of the movie. Yep, I hate this sex scene so much. Don't like this at all. Hate this. But why Rocky Road? Mikey, it's an allegory for their relationship. It's an allegory for their relationship. <laughs> My thing is, cold plus erection not a good combo okay so let me just break in here and say you can have some fun with that sensation that's fine but okay if you're gonna like use a spoon and it touches hair that is on your body don't then use that spoon again that's what bothered oh, me oh yeah oh that and i mean like it's fine if you use that spoon again on the body but don't use it on the mouth like don't then use it to eat ice cream because you're gonna be eating pubes as well <laughs> So my bigger problem was that he drizzles ice cream along her leg and then eats her out. And I'm like, she's going to get a yeast infection. (laughs) Like, don't do this. I mean, maybe. Don't put ice cream in your bajingo. Like, I don't know why I need to, like, say this to people. Don't do that. Food play is good, but ice cream is subjectively one of the stickiest foods on earth. Like, you would be like... That's when your skin stick together. Food play has limits, though. It's not for it's not for me. There, well, there are certain things that you should not put inside you, food wise. Just full stop. Like ghost peppers, but like this is like if they like covered themselves in honey. Like I, it doesn't look fun at all. It doesn't look fun at all. But I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like honey would be better than something that's like milky and I don't know. I'm not a food person when I'm having sex. Like I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. No, I eat a lot of food. When I'm definitely not having sex, it's like a stress eating. Like, that's how I get my dopamine kind of thing. Yeah. But if you're going to have sex, you're eating light that night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know the tricks. The day after this movie came out in theaters, multiple gynecologists put out articles in various news uh, outlets (laughs) telling people not to eat ice cream out of vagina. Yeah, if you're going to put cream in a vagina, it needs to be at 98.3 degrees or whatever (laughs) the body temperature is. But here's what really upsets me, though. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the website Quora. No. It's basic. It's like new Yahoo answers. But one of the top entries just says, yes, it's very normal to put ice cream in vaginas and lick it. It's not. Don't do it. You will get a yeast infection. 
Also, don't put lollipops up what there. What a waste of ice cream, first off. <laughs> but what if like a sprinkle gets stuck over there? You know, like there's just so many bad things that happen. Like you got like four moose tracks just all up in you. Now you're just queeving out moose tracks. Paige? Yeah, Paige. Paige is currently violently laughing into her hand. What can a woman do if, if a woman gets a moose track stuck in her? You got to go to a gynecologist to have them yank out your moose tracks. Fun fact, I don't use the term camel toe. I use the term moose track. <laughs> oh, that hurts my brain and my heart. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, Paige, there's a lot of moose tracks in a pile of moose tracks. That's why they're called moose tracks. That's why you buy moose tracks. You for the moose tracks. Yeah. Yes. At least it wasn't rum raisin. Just got raisins like, at falling least it was out. Something tasty. <laughs> like tasty like moon, moose tracks. But what if it's plant-based ice cream? Yo soy vagina. Well, it's the sugar. <laughs> it's not the dairy that's the problem. I mean, the dairy is also not great, but it's the sugar specifically that's the problem. They would melt, right? Or would yes. they stay moose tracks if they're frozen for a long period of time? No, they would melt. Okay, so there's only one acceptable time to add ice cream to your sex play. Okay, what is that? Sunday. Wow. Okay. Ice cream Sunday. Paige has left the building. Yeah, Paige got up and walked away from the microphone. She is gone. <laughs> ice cream Sunday, Paige. <laughs> I hate you. Anyway, you slice it. She's got some nut up in her. <laughs> Peanut. But yeah, it's a legume. Anyway, <laughs> go back to this. We're almost done, actually. We're pretty far into the movie. Uh, they go hiking and then she asks his brother about his childhood and they decide to go shopping after going hiking where she and the girls buy fancy dresses for going out that night. But she also sees Gia, the architect, and Elliot. Yeah, like out the window. And they're clearly like friendly, which I mean, I guess if you had once had a sexual relationship, but you were still friends with somebody, they don't do anything that's like overly sexual. Like I think she kisses him on the cheek and he sort of like half hugs her and then they walk mm. away. I feel like there was a thing in the book that I don't think makes it into the movie where it was something about like she designed the ring or something like that where where it was completely innocuous yeah i got that vibe here that she was involved with it because he does mention i got some help from an old friend picking out that ring and i just figured yes, that yeah, that yeah. was her right i feel like that's a bad decision i think that's a terrible decision yeah hey this lady i once had sex with help me pick out your ring babe isn't that cool no This sounds terrible Designing it makes more sense to me Because maybe she like CAD modeled it or something Anyway Well she was so mad She was like We're yeah. canceling the foursome on Sunday I'm gonna call <laughs> Ben and Jerry And they're not invited <laughs> You get it Paige? Paige They're making jokes about their uh, their brother's relationship Because they had Ben I and Jerry's sex Let's write their movie Yeah <laughs> you like, like, like stay one night drinking with them They're like yeah we added ice cream to our sex And you would just be like Oh cool And then they like go to bed and like what no Mikey <laughs> this, when, when they had that sex scene the ice cream sex scene they're in the kitchen of the, the house they're staying in with them like it's very possible they could have yeah. seen what happened yeah. you see her upstairs being like that's my pint of moose tracks <laughs> I told them to use the mint chocolate chip the moose tracks were mine it would have been Minter Wonderland that's what it would have been that's a Ben and Jerry's flavor right why do now. these moose tracks smell like fish <laughs> <laughs> I love that they put him back in after they came out of her. Yeah, you know they did. <laughs> yeah. Because they are terrible people. Yeah. 
I did want it to smash cut from them fucking on that table to everyone then eating around the table like breakfast or whatever. <laughs> like that would have been a hilarious smash cut, but it smells like sex in here. <laughs> <laughs> We're just making ice cream sundaes. Like, can you pass the cream for the ice cream sundaes? <laughs> that would have been hilarious, Paige. Why is there a butt mark on the table? <laughs> it just cuts to me sitting at the table trying to eat my midnight snack. Like, do I say I'm up or do I... <laughs> like you've been there the whole time? <laughs> With my other pint, I'd be like, oh my God. Oh no. I was going to try that ice cream too. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm eating the vanilla, they're gotta be using the moose tracks. What if moose tracks get in her vagina? <laughs> like three moose tracks end up on a. You just like stand up, walk over there, and be like, I think the Surgeon General needs me to step in at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Do not insert moose tracks, okay? I'm not a gynecologist, but I've done a lot of research, and I'm pretty sure. I'm not a gynecologist, but I am a fan. So, like, listen. Yeah. I'd just be like, hey, guys. Can you stop? You're giving me an ice cream headache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to picture that Anastasia's got moose tracks stuck up in her for the rest of the movie. That's how you get your baby to be a girl. It's an old wife's tale. It's <laughs> <laughs> an allegory, Paige. Oh, no. Fuck you. <laughs> it's an allegory. No, it's not. Do you know what that word even means? I think she's yelling at me. <laughs> Uh, I take back my comments earlier that were nice. Um, <laughs> I was in the cover story of the scene this week, Todd. I know. Ooh. You said it to us. It was awesome. And yet our podcast will never get voted even in the listing of number one Nashville podcast. Do they even know we exist? I don't know. <laughs> but how do they know the other ones exist if they have like one third of the viewership? No, they fully apply for it. Mikey. Yeah. It's like the Webbies or some shit. Yeah, it's like the Webbies. Where you pay $500 to win an award. And you know what? I saw a real Webby and it's plastic. Of course it is. Todd, we have to get one. I can't let that person that I know win this stuff with like one tenth of our viewership and then post about it on her social media. This is a personal vendetta. This is like when President Bartlett in season four of The West Wing was really upset that he might lose New Hampshire when winning the presidency. You're worried about shit that does not matter just because it's local to you. Look, Grandpa, I don't get your references from 1994. <laughs> I need to win now. I don't care about what happened on that episode of Frasier, okay? Uh, the West Wing was <laughs> way after Frasier, bro. Mikey, we know that you don't care about tossed salads and scrambled eggs because you vanilla as fuck. Right? Let's talk Fifty Shades. I don't want anybody out there to think I don't love scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so shopping montage, because this is basically a 365 movie. It is, yeah. Would you be all sweaty after hiking? Yeah, so they're trying on those clothes, and the clothes they didn't buy are just covered in their sweat. Yeah. yeah 100%. Because she had moose tracks all up in her last night, and then they were following moose tracks on that hike. The next <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The, the couple would have been like, I think I see some moose tracks. <laughs> wangy, wangy. <laughs> just at the back of the hiking party just like can you believe it how is she walking uh <laughs> i do sort of love the thought that like they just fell out of her and then they as they were walking back to the car or whatever they're like oh no there's moose tracks here it's just like <laughs> hansel and gretel yeah exactly like that anyway they go out that night 
And the younger sister, Rita Ora, brings it up. She's like, did I see Gia in town today? Are her boobs real? Could they even be real? And I don't remember her boobs being that impressive, but whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, they bring them up more than once in two different scenes. They talk about her boobs, and I didn't notice them anytime she was on screen. Yeah, same. Uh, but this is where Elliot asks Kate to marry him, and she has no questions and says yes. <laughs> Probably because in our movie, they've already talked about all this, like, hey, I really feel like we're really getting closer and going to where I would want to marry you. Are you feeling the same? And they had this conversation before. Yeah. Yeah, she talked to him about Gia already, so we already know. <laughs> exactly. So Christian and Anna get home. They go to the playroom, and they do some butt stuff, which is a huge thing in the book where like they like talk it out, and it's like a whole thing. I mean, I guess they don't talk it out in the movie, but they imply a lot of stuff in the movie. Oh, it it happens in the book, it, and it becomes like you know a fun regular feature of things. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, they just open it up and they take that peppermint ice cream and they just <laughs> pour it all in there. Why peppermint? Is that because Christmas Mikey is in full effect already? Christmas Mikey's in full effect. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas. Ooh, let me dump all my peppermint ice cream inside you, lady. Boofing Christmas, boofing Christmas. It's so fine. It's ours this time. <laughs> Were you singing boofing Christmas? Yes, I was. Uh -huh. Thank you. God, I love you guys so much. It's been a wonderful 54th birthday so far. <laughs> they should have used Sherbert. Would Sherbert be a safer choice? <laughs> it's, it is a palate cleanser, so maybe? <laughs> no, I think it should have been a rocket pop for the shape. <laughs> I mean, that's probably closer than a pint of ice cream, okay. right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Just think about the scene, but instead of like a pint of ice cream, he pulls out like a Ninja Turtle pop with the two... <laughs> Spots, and he just starts rubbing it over her body. I'm into it. And then just like takes it down below, and then we cut to her face's reaction of like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Donatello! All the good ones end in O. Anyway, we cut back to her office where she's thinking fondly about that rocket pop or ninja turtle pop that was up her butt earlier that day she definitely is daydreaming about butt play though and that to me is <laughs> yeah. funny <laughs> while she's just like stirring her tea i know like, <laughs> she's like ooh. telling her tea all the secrets about that back door like it's so funny to me <laughs> yep. that she would be daydreaming about that at work i mean hey when when you get got you get got yeah you do so the police detective shows up at work and is like hey that guy that tried to attack you said that you were sleeping together so like what do you have to say about that and she's <laughs> like um i wasn't like what what are you talking about and he's like okay but the court's probably gonna believe him bye i do like that she's like well what do you believe and he goes i mean i believe you and i think he'll say anything he can to get out of the trouble he's in right but like the court is deciding on bail and they might think differently right so like they, yeah there's no facts right air quotes facts yeah which is complete bullshit like he had a knife there are two yes. witnesses like this is complete bullshit like this is all fabricated to create extra drama when he gets out on bail but there were three people that witnessed him in the house try to kill her yeah so like 
he would be in jail forever. But well, no, he'd probably make bail, but he'd probably make bail like that day. Like literally I deal with people who are out on bail for like murder charges now. That's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So like if you're out for, no, wow. that's okay. All right. Yeah. Cause they, they would have to remand him without bail because they thought he'd be a danger and she would have to get an order of protection. Right. And if he violated that order of protection, he would probably go back to jail, but they're very hard to enforce. Wow. Okay. We got aggravated assault with a weapon. Deadly weapon. Yeah. Breaking and entering. Yeah. So he probably got out on like 50 grand bond. So he probably only had to pay 5,000. It's 500,000 for bail. Because they say it in the in the they movie. Do. Oh, yeah. I saw that. But I mean, I I think he would have got out for much less than like. Yeah, reality. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it it could have been attempted murder. That's true. If you got that charge, I think they actually do say it is attempted murder. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember fully, but we do get the scene where she goes to see his bail hearing. Yeah, so yeah. So we yeah. do see that, and the judge may say the charge, but I can't remember it. But it is a fifty, or sorry, it is a five hundred thousand dollar bail that they set. Yeah. Well, and. The judge doesn't believe him, but still sets bail. Yes. Well, five hundred thousand's a lot. Yeah, and uh, I guess they've determined he's not a flight risk or whatever. Because usually, if you get remanded without bail, it's because you're a flight risk. Yeah, they think you're going to only have to pay ten percent of the bail to get out. Well, that's if you work with a bail bondsman and you don't get it back. If you actually have the money for your bail, you can post your bail. And then when you show up in court, you get all that money back. Yeah. That's why um, bail bondsmen make so much money because they. Yeah, because nobody has that kind of money. Right. Bail is actually a really shitty industry we should get rid of. But whatever. It it is. There there were some uh, there have been some things on ballots over the last couple of years to get rid of the cash bail system. Yeah. And there have been some interesting things people have tried other places that I'm kind of curious to see how they pan out but yes the yeah. bail system is huge scam it at least needs to be hella reformed yeah 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 yeah, for sure anyway she goes and throws up in the bathroom of the courthouse i immediately said oh my god she's pregnant she's pregnant so she goes to the doctor and the doctor's like you're pregnant your server room has been bombed you've got a moose track growing inside of you your moose track has a heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she comes home and Christian's like, how was your day? And she's like, well, uh, the police came to tell me that Jack said that I was boning him and that's why he broke into our apartment, which is still not an excuse to break into an apartment, but whatever. Uh, and then he's like, what the fuck? Why would anyone believe that? And she just goes, I'm pregnant. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she does like bring it up in a sort of shitty way, but she did have a crazy day. Like she went to work. She went to a bond hearing, right. found out she was pregnant, and now she's being questioned by her husband. Like she's had a rough day. I get that. Right. It's no son. Day. <laughs> but like the way he responds is insane to me i mean it's indicative of someone who has had multiple conversations about not wanting children and feels like they were tricked. that maybe tricked or their uh contraception was compromised which is very serious and not great um so i understand him being angry uh what he does next is a bad idea yeah uh because he leaves the house and gets drunk and then comes home and she finds out that he was out getting drunk with the woman who sexually assaulted him as a child because they've been old friends from the last movie and this was like i remember this happening in the book and it's a much bigger deal for getting rid of it or whatever this movie just glosses right over it it's just like that's fucked up anyway (laughs) it is hella fucked up like that fact that he's friends with his abuser is nuts yeah Yeah, it's it's 
wild. But I do like her conversation of like, you're married to me. So if you need to talk shit out, you should be talking it out with me. Yeah. We should be communicating. And I'm just like, that's correct. But also the fact that he still talks to his abuser is still super yeah. fucked up. It's like, messed up, man. I do not like it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. Uh, and she basically is just like, I'm having this baby with or without you. Deuces. Yeah. And he's like, should have made her sign a prenup. <laughs> we cut to her at work uh, and Christian is called, uh, but she hasn't answered it. She answers the a call from Kate and... Kate is like, well, okay, let's talk later. And she's like, okay. And she's clearly like upset. But then she gets a call from Mia and it turns out it's not Mia. It's Jack with Mia's phone because he has kidnapped her. Right. And he does this whole like, I want my life back. I could have been him. They should have picked me. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And he's like, I want $5 million by 1 p.m. And she's like, that's in two hours, which, by the way, impossible. Yeah. There's impossible. no way. Impossible. No Banks way you could do, do that. do not have that much liquid cash. No. On Nothing hand. is impossible. I mean, you could probably pull all of your banks together in your city and pull together that much cash. But like, even in their vaults, yeah. they're not stacking $5 million in cash in there. No. I mean, this is not the Swiss bank. Like, no. no. There's like, no this way. Is, yeah. Anyway, so she clears her calendar. She goes to the apartment. She changes. She ditches her security by calling him and telling him that she's in one room of the house. And when he goes to check, she runs out of the house. I didn't think that was funny because she's like, hey, can you help me in the library? So he goes upstairs and then she loudly runs out. So he hears her. Yes. And he runs down and she's in the elevator leaving as he sees her. And he's like, no. I thought no. that was very funny. And he follows her to the bank. She doesn't lose him or yeah. whatever. Um, but so she goes to try and withdraw $5 million. And of course, the bank is immediately like, yeah, we're going to call your rich husband. Uh, yeah. Hang on just a second. Oh, you want $5 million? Let me just call your husband about it real quick. Yeah. Uh, so they call Christian and he's like, what's going on? Are you leaving me? Like, what's happening? That, which I think is a fair question because she has access to I all of his is, money. Yeah. But I also do. I, he's got way more than $5 million, So it's not. No, that, yeah. But I, I do respect that in this moment he has this feeling of like something is wrong. She needs this money. She can have it. And then I'll figure it out later. But like give her whatever she wants. Just yeah. like whatever she needs. There yeah. has to be some reason for this. And it's not all of my money. So fuck it. Yeah. Taylor, track her phone. Let's go after her. And they do. Yeah. And she, I really like that she takes the bank manager's phone and then gives that to them. Yes. Because she knows he's tracking her phone because this is toxic and terrifying. Yeah. But yes. She's like, you don't know how toxic my boyfriend is. Let me just stash my cell phone with the cash and borrow the manager's cell phone and say that's mine to them. But here. Okay. I'm going to play brief devil's advocate here. Okay. Much like I did in the first film when he had a file on her where I was like, hey, if you're that rich, you definitely do background checks on people. Yeah, absolutely. In this movie, if you're that rich, if you're married to a guy that's that rich, you are absolutely a kidnapping risk. Everyone should have their phones tracked in that case. Like, yeah. absolutely. And your phone probably contains sensitive information. Like, I know he's tracking her for his own toxic reasons, and that is a problem and fucked up. But the reality of being a person of that level of means and that level of notoriety and public visibility, her phone would be tracked and should be tracked. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because people are going to try and kidnap her a lot. If this book series continued, she would have been kidnapped a lot. I think. They try in every movie, pretty much. They try it every time. <laughs> 
I do think that her security team would be tracking her phone all the time too. Like it wouldn't 100%. just be, um, you know, Christian Gray's phone that tracked it. Like, you know, the find my friends app or whatever. It wouldn't be that. Yeah. It would be literally like yeah. a security track on their phone. Yes. So they hop in, they're tracking her phone, trying to follow her. And as that's happening, he also gets information that Jack is out on bail and that the woman that's been working in Anastasia's office yeah. was blackmailed by Jack, that she used to be his assistant. They slept together. He filmed it and he's using it as blackmail. And that's why she's doing this, which is fucked up. Which is terrible. But I don't think if someone was like, hey, if you don't help me kidnap and murder somebody, I'm going to release your sex tape. I'd be like, I guess just release it because I'm not going to help you kill yeah. somebody or or even kidnap somebody. I'd release it for way less. You Same. couldn't get me to do anything <laughs> all press is good press baby if you're out there thinking about trying to blackmail me good luck uh it's fine if I you guess. don't think i turn it on when the camera's on you are wrong my friend <laughs> you are getting a stellar performance out of me with the camera on you know what i'm saying if you want 20 minutes of me complaining about a cramp and that i didn't hydrate well enough today <laughs> if you want to see me violate a couple pints of moose tracks let's do this shit so she gets there with the money and of course it's not about the money he's also luring her there to try and kill her or yes. you know beat her up and he kicks her in the stomach so you're just immediately like oh, the baby oh my god did he kick the baby out of her <laughs> no the baby's fine the only thing that happened was a couple of moose tracks popped out <laughs> are those little turds <laughs> no they're mini peanut butter cups of moose, moose tracks. tracks uh but Christian and the police show up immediately. She shoots Jack in the leg and they take him away to prison. Uh, she ends up in the hospital. I do love that she actually shot him. It wasn't like she just had the gun I there for a threat. Like she actually shot him. I was like, hell yeah. Hell well, yeah, bitch. She needed to. He was in the last stages of the Ebola virus. His eyes were bleeding at that point. <laughs> and he, needed, he was in agony. Oh, God. Anyway, we cut to her in the hospital. She's fading in and out of consciousness. And the doctors are like, we might have to operate. On what? I don't know. We might have to operate. She has got a huge infection. <laughs> <laughs> there are moose She's tracks everywhere. Moose tracks. <laughs> yeah. That's actually why she had to go to the hospital, not because she got kicked lightly in the stomach. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're like, no, the kicking. She's gonna bruise, but like, it's this yeah. moose track situation's out of control. Yeah, ma'am, you have an aggressive yeast infection. <laughs> She wakes up in the hospital with perfectly curled hair, which I found hilarious. <laughs> but also she's like, the baby. And they're like, the baby is fine. But we re we retrieved three pounds of moose tracks out of your <laughs> vaginal canal. They were delicious. It's just like when I hold my <laughs> Reese's Pieces <laughs> in my hand because it warms up the Reese's Pieces. And they melt pieces. a little bit. Yeah. Like that has to be why she puts them there. They're going to the theater the next day, and she wants to smuggle them in. Yeah, she wants to put them in on popcorn. Exactly. Yeah, the theater's always checking bags. Oh, gross. That's why skirts are awesome. So if you out there put moose tracks in your vagina to sneak them into movie theaters to eat them with popcorn, let us know. I'd like to know. I don't. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to know. Dude, no one does that. That's too specific. Yeah. Anyway, so Christian, now that she's awake and we know that the baby's okay, he's like, I want to have this baby with you. I'm I couldn't lose you. I'd be worried. And she's like, yeah, it took you being literally kidnapped and almost murdered for me to be like, you know what? Baby seem fine. Maybe I'm sorry. Maybe I can hire a nanny. Like, I, I yeah. thought it was insane that this person who's richer than fucking anybody I've ever met ever in my life was like, oh, they're going to take too much of your time away from me. No, they're not. Yeah. Also, 
if your significant other starts getting jealous of your child, you have an issue with your significant other. Oh, that yes, absolutely. I forgot to mention that while we were talking about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should probably reevaluate what's happening at that point. Yeah. Well, and this is where they decide to just like sprinkle into the end of this movie. Like, I know you've harbored resentment against your mother. And I'm like, oh, we haven't talked about this since the last movie. But did like, we I guess know it's that? here now. I don't think we did. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, she's like, you, you just have to forgive her. And they're like, okay. So we cut to him failing to cook in their apartment. And I don't even know what he was trying to cook. It's It looks like hot Cheetos in a pan. I mean, it did not look edible, which thank God they don't eat it. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they have a new envelope of information on Hyde. And it turns out that Hyde was in the same foster home as Christian. And Christian got adopted out and Hyde didn't. Right. Um, but also they found Christian's birth mother's grave so they go to visit it and put flowers there i thought it was weird that he hired a rain system to like set up so he could like experience what it would be like to go to your parents grave when it rained outside yeah so he could be batman yeah but he does have a really interesting thing of like for the grace of god there go i basically like if i had not been adopted would i be him which I know, not necessarily, because everyone gets to make choices. Probably not to that level, but I do think he would have gotten to around the level that Hyde got to, where he was, Hyde was sort of successful. He was a book editor, he yeah. was doing fine, and then he lost his mind because Anna's so hot, question mark? Like, I don't remember why he went <laughs> crazy. No, because but. he, he, well, the second movie doesn't talk about it. They kind of are wrapping it all up in this one, but like, okay. he goes crazy because he realizes that Christian was the kid he went to foster care with and got adopted, and Christian a billionaire and yeah. he's not okay it's all about christian not anna okay uh, that makes sense yeah anyway they go to the grave we get a montage we get like one scene of her in the playroom the door closes and then the credits roll this is when i stopped watching because i, I thought it was okay over. yeah so like if there are things in the credits i missed it okay so i knew that there was an epilogue in the book so I was like, oh, my God, are they not doing the epilogue? And by the time I, like, thought that thought, it started in the credits. Okay, yeah. I completely missed all this. So tell me. The, so the epilogue in the movie is that they're sitting on the lawn outside that house, and they have a son, and then she's pregnant with another baby. Okay. In the book, that happens. Son, pregnant with another baby. The second baby's going to be a girl. And uh, Paige, I think it's pronounced a gravy. A gravy? <laughs> he's going to have a gravy. <laughs> a Christian gravy. And in the second book it ends with them in the playroom with her still pregnant the implication being that they have played the entire time and it the children did not change their sex life and, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie and the book so having seen the movie having talked about the movie what did you guys think about 50 shades freed this is both the best and the worst one of the trilogy <laughs> I do think this is the most bonkers. Like, things come out of left field, it's, like, yes. in this one, that is unlike any other Fifty Shades movie, but is very like the first 365 movie. No, it's not good like that. Well, yeah, watching this made me appreciate 365 more, because I was like, at least 365 is fucking nuts. It is, yeah. <laughs> like, I do feel like 365 is more watchable than this. Uh, especially the second one. The second one is fucking crazy i can't wait till mikey makes us watch that next week we're not doing that next week. damn it's christmas now i thought 365 2 was a christmas movie my, my mistake i'm sorry You're it's wrong. not it's it's a love triangle movie with massimo and nacho okay nacho's hot as hell 
Nachos are delicious. Yeah. I yeah. did not enjoy this trilogy. I do enjoy talking about it with y'all. Yes. I think the first movie was probably the best one of the three objectively. The I, first one's boring. I don't know if you remember, but it's lo- it's the longest. They're all kind of boring. They are, but the first one is the longest. It's a full two hours long. And there's the least amount of sex, too. And no pommel horse? No. The first one's not the best movie. Pommel horse is the first one. No, it's the second one. Pommel horse is the second one. The first one does have a lot of sex in it. Uh, a fair amount but it plods like the story was so yeah. boring and then the second one is where the crime elements get introduced yeah the crime drama stuff yeah and the second one is bonkers bad as well yeah but it's not quite as crazy as this one i hate it <laughs> <laughs> i didn't hate the movies uh, i'm glad i'll probably never have to watch them again although if someone asked to watch them i would watch them with them that's fine like they're not terrible movies they're just like Softcore porn is all that this is, really. No, 365 is. Well, no, 365 is just regular porn, but it's also crazy. And that's why it's so much more fun. Because It is just so like, much more fun, yeah. <laughs> it's wild. I'm honestly a little sad we're not going to have uh, another one of this to do next year, though. Well, I mean, we have more 365s to do, and we have Twilights to catch up on. So, Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Some. Birthday bitch. Wow, Mikey. <laughs> So here it is with your fun facts. I'm birthday, 27 fun bitch. facts. <laughs> birthday bitch fun facts. All right. So uh, <laughs> this is going to be a little a little different from fun facts oh. uh, because there's not a ton of fun facts for this movie. So I'm going to do the fun facts I have, but then I'm going to introduce one of my favorite internet conspiracies about Dakota Johnson. Okay. So I love all of this. Uh, they filmed this on location in Nice, France at the same time that the Nice terror attacks took place. And I'm not saying that one of those things is related to the other, but someone should be asking these questions. Is Dakota Johnston a terrorist? Well, we'll get to our conspiracy. Wow. So, okay. So uh, some of the filming in this movie was done at Sarah McLaughlin's home. Oh, really? It looked like it was shot through the eyes of an angel. <laughs> Beer all day. So the cover of this movie is the exact opposite of opposite of the first. So yes, it in is. In the first movie, Anna's arms are up, and it's supposed to be like a flipping of the power dynamic, whatever. Well, that's what he says at the bottom. You're topping from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "But I'm here for it, I guess." And then that's but the I'm end here of the movie. Yeah. This is the only film in the franchise to not get nominated for the Worst Picture Razzie Award. However, it did receive other Razzie Award nominations that year. Okay. So. The University of British Columbia in Vancouver is a lot of the locations in this movie, including the hospital where she wakes up. That's actually their pharmaceutical sciences building. This is something I noticed but couldn't remember because it was like such a small detail. But in the book, Kate has a brother named Ethan. So Kate is the one dating dating Elliot. She has a brother named Ethan who ends up dating Mia, who is uh, Rita Ora, Christian's sister. They did not include him in either of the previous two movies, so they couldn't just drop him into this movie. So instead, in the scene where they're in Aspen, it's the only scene where you see this. They've merged his character with Anna's friend, Jose, the one that tries to kiss her in the first movie. Oh, yeah. And so he's in Aspen with them, apparently sleeping with Mia. Uh, But they don't address it really at all in the movie, I guess. So anyway. But that guy got to work on this film for a day. So good for him. I guess good for him. They also cut out a huge amount of Kim Basinger scenes from this movie. Um, and to date, that's still like one of the last things she's filmed. She hasn't filmed anything since. Oh, wow. Okay. I guess playing a pedophile was too much for her. I guess. (laughs) Uh, The book Christian's Reading 
while he and Anna are on the beach is called The Hawk and the Sea by Peter Bonaris. Bodnaris. Currently, there's no such book in print. Uh, but Peter Bodnaris is a well-known Hollywood art director, not a novelist. Okay. So it's implied that this was something that like they did as a nod in art direction. And the book is actually also a title that can be seen in the last movie during the board meeting where Anna gets her temporary promotion. It's one of the other titles being considered. The implication being that she probably also got that book published and Christian read it. Okay. So I sort of like that though. Yeah. So that's the extent of our normal fun facts. Let's delve into the realm of mystery. Okay. In 2021, on Twitter, user at BizSocks started a thread. It goes like this. True story. Dakota Johnson once locked me and my mom inside a blue bottle coffee shop because the barista told her she couldn't make the coffee herself. She then continues. She closed the door on all of us who were still inside, pulled a rope out of her bag, tied the door shut, and walked away. We had to have a passerby untie the rope so we could get out. What? Now, if you are unfamiliar with Dakota Johnson's shenanigans online, she's known to be a little quirky. But even this seems odd, right? Yes. Uh, That's a lot. It's more than just her talking about limes in a weird video, which if you have not seen her talk about limes, pretty fun. I have not. I haven't either. Okay, let me fill you in on, on the lime story. So she did like a tour of her house. I don't know if it was on TikTok or Reels or whatever, but somebody had clearly staged the house and they staged like a bowl of limes there. And she was like, these are my limes. I just love having them out and displayed like this. They're beautiful. I love limes. Then there's a follow up video of her a few weeks later of like, I don't even know why the limes were there. They just put them there. I'm actually allergic to limes. I don't know why there were limes there. But it's just like the video side by side. She's a little kooky. Oh my God. There's a 10 minute and 57 second video on YouTube that is just called Dakota Johnson clears up her controversial lime stance. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about the limes today. We're here to talk about the imprisonment of the blue bottle coffee people. Now, Vulture online decided to do some investigative reporting because the Twitter thread has like a picture of her closing the door, but there's no rope necessarily seen. So Vulture investigated and they found a photo shoot from Vogue where she's wearing the same outfit and it appears to be around the same time. And Hmm. the building where that blue bottle coffee is, there is also a milk studios where they film a lot of Vogue's content. So they interviewed some of the people who worked at blue bottle coffee at the time who claimed to have been there that day, as well as a couple other customers. Uh, Dakota Johnson was not, she did not comment, neither did Vogue, but what (laughs) they think happened. Here's what they have like surmised potentially happened. Vogue was shooting like a kind of behind the scenes kind of weird, you know how sometimes companies will do content where they like, you're going to run the office today. And it's kind of like a weird jokey thing or whatever. And it's like dumb, but it like it's showcases all the clothes they're wearing in the thing anyway. So they believe what happened is that Vogue told her, her being Dakota Johnson, right. that they were going to go downstairs to the coffee shop and film scenes of her acting like an entitled supermodel because part of the article and stuff that she was shooting for was about her making the jump from acting to modeling and becoming kind of this bigger star. So okay. she goes downstairs and they do it. And the problem is that Vogue or Milk Studios didn't clear this with the coffee company. And so the coffee company is just like, you can't come behind the counter. Like, you can't do this or whatever. 
And then she's like, fine. But she keeps doing what the video is supposed to be and ties the rope to lock everybody in. And they like shoot it. And then another production assistant unties it. But for the people who were there in the coffee company, just getting coffee, they didn't see the cameras or at least didn't know that that's what the cameras were there for or thought they were just paparazzi or whatever. So all they saw was Dakota Johnson come downstairs, be like, let me make the latte. And then being like, no. And she's like, fine. <laughs> and then like locks them into the coffee shop. And that's how this weird Twitter thread was born and those are your fun facts that's amazing i mean why else would she have rope in her wow. purse like that would be wild to just pocket rope in your purse rope's actually pretty useful to carry around with you it is that's why i bring my bolt cutters everywhere with me also another useful item yeah um there's a couple other interviews and people that said that she was like a total bitch that day but then like a bunch of other people are like she's nice she's just weird and so it really lends credence to this idea that she was like i'm playing a role and then vogue was just like go with it like yeah. do it i love that for her um, but those those are your fun facts well thank you for your fun facts but let's talk a little bit about box office so what do you think the production budget for 50 shades freed was in 2018 well, considering that they shot on location in a bunch of places, and that's expensive, um, I'm going to say this was 80 mil. Okay. Mikey, what do you think it was? 60. Mikey, you're closer. Oh, I was going to say 50. Well, you're literally on either side of it by exactly the same amount. It was $55 million to make this movie. Oh. And if you adjust for inflation from 2018 till right now, that's $65.2 million today. But- it's close. It's in the same ballpark as $55 million. Mm -hmm. uh, this movie came out on February 9th, 2018. It was number one in the theater when it came out. It beat the number two movie, Peter Rabbit. Number three, The 517 to Paris. Number four, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And number five, The Greatest Showman. How much do you think Fifty Shades Freed made in its opening weekend? Welcome to the jungle. We got Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say opening weekend, it made... 60 okay i'm gonna say 26 mikey you're closer it made 38.5 million dollars mm. in its opening weekend uh it was in the theaters for a total of eight weeks though so what do you think it made in its domestic box office run i'm gonna say 120 okay mikey what do you think probably like 135 all right i do know that this was the underperformer like this one did the worst of the three i think I think you're right. I think they got progressively worse. But yeah. it still made $100.4 million in the domestic market. So it made plenty of money, right? Yeah, plenty. It also made $271.5 million internationally. <laughs> so it made plenty of money. That's $371 million, almost $372 million worldwide. And it's made also $32.6 million in the whole market performance. That could buy you like a million pints of moose tracks. <laughs> this movie did so many. just fine. As far as worldwide box office though, Paige, you are correct. This movie did the worst. 50 Shades of Grey worldwide did 570 million. 50 Shades Darker did 381. And 50 Shades Free, as I just mentioned, did 371 million. Still good return on investment. Oh, yeah, sure. absolutely it is. Yeah, they probably spent $150 million producing the three movies and they made over a yeah. billion dollars. So, yeah, they did great. Yeah. 
But that is your box office. Mikey, do you want to hit us with that romance scale? Yeah, the romance scale is how romantic we found the film today. It's a scale of one to ten. Page. I'm going to give all of the movie a one except for the hair washing scene, and I'm going to give that a five. <laughs> Todd. I do think the hair washing scene is more romantic. That puts it at a one for me, though. <laughs> I also give it a one because yeah. while hair washing is cute, he's an animal and I hate him. Yeah, he's a terrible <laughs> person throughout the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. our romance scale. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, Paige. As per tradition, yes, made us watch Fifty Shades Freed. Mikey, what thoughtful next movie are you going to make us watch? Well, friends, welcome to Christmas. Yay! <laughs> we shall start the season. Okay. Yes. I love that the season starts before Thanksgiving. Like, you're getting you into- shut your dirty mouth! <laughs> shut your hole, Todd! Christmas Mikey shows up before Mariah Carey does. I show up November 1st ready to- party just like mariah (laughs) did this year yeah Yeah. thanksgiving is one day with one meal it's not a thankful season it's got no songs it's got no cool things it's like oh orange candle get the fuck out of here it's christmas time we're ready you might as well just wrap thanksgiving in as like a pre-christmas meal so mikey you were saying about your pick yeah we're gonna do falling for christmas okay Lindsay lohan's new yes netflix christmas movie with court overstreet Uh Yes! I'm so excited. It's actually gotten decent reviews. I know everyone's saying it's good, and I can't imagine that's true. I'm so excited. Paige, let me read you the synopsis. Please. Before you shit all over it, okay? Because it sounds amazing. Hit me with it. In the days leading up to Christmas, a young and newly engaged heiress experiences a skiing accident. After being diagnosed with amnesia, she finds herself in the care of a handsome lodge owner and his daughter. It's Christmas Overboard! (laughs) Yes, it is! I'm so excited! But that's actually a misnomer because you can never go overboard on Christmas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, your homework for next week is to watch Lindsay Lohan's new Netflix Christmas movie, And then check back for that episode. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? I'm pulling it up or whatever. All right. Well, while you're pulling it up or whatever, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast. And that is to leave us a five-star text review. And we'll have Mikey look it up or whatever and then read it to you. So, Mikey, whose review were you going to do this week? I need some reviews, people. Yeah. We've been sitting so close to 400 for a while. All right. I'm going to read the sweet one. Okay. Well, what does the sweet one have to say? Such a fun show. Oh, why, thank you, oh, the sweet thank one. thank you. You are, in fact, sweet. It's one mm-hmm. sentence. They have one sentence review. I love it. I've got my wine ready for next week. Oh, yeah. Shit, I love yeah. that review. You're going to need it for Christmas Overboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sweet one, thank you so much for that awesome uh, five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review. Get us to 400. Let's do this. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts, Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On yes. Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it's, it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character oh. limit and it's show, oh. S-H-O, like Showtime. 
So guys, uh, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, pages at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Laters, baby. Forever. It's our last one. All forever's, baby. baby. Forever's, baby. Not our last podcast. No, but it's our last 50 shades. Oh, don't be sad about this. Be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey, what's your pickup line for the tag? Oh, I want to go moose tracks hunting. <laughs> hey lady, let me nibble on them moose tracks. Bye! Uh-huh. Eating moose tracks out of vaginas, nerds! Gross! Don't like that at all. Cutting <laughs> record. Perfect. Perfect.